No Dunks is brought to you by GameTime, your go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Did you know 11% of people are left-handed? What? That's crazy, right? Did you also know that NBA ticket prices tend to drop right before the game starts? GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, left-handed or not, and then shows you all the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. The Hawks, Kaka's next home game is Wednesday versus the Bucks. That seems like a juicy game to me. Ice tray versus the Greek Freak? Well, according to the GameTime app, lower bowl seats are available for as little as 56 bucks. That's cheap. That's pretty good, but I'm gonna wait it out. Ain't, ain't no rush here. I'm gonna no wait rush. it out, I'm gonna sit on it. Watch those prices drop the closer we get to that tip. And then boom, I'm gonna pounce on those like cat on nip. The app is quick and simple to use. There's a reason more than 12 million fans have downloaded it. So head to the App Store or Play Store now to download Game Time and score awesome deals on last-minute tickets. <laughs> that was ad-libbed. Oh, you didn't have the meow written in no, there. No. <laughs> you're ugly. You're disgusting. I'm going to kill you. Give me $200. And welcome to the No Dunks podcast on the Athletic Network. I'm J.E. Skeets, and alongside me, as always, it's Tass Mellis. There we go. There he is. We got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. Hey, hey, hey yo. yo. The international man of mystery, taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friend. Mm. And making the magic happen live from his parents' house in beautiful Bowmanville, Ontario. Hashtag free JD. It's JD. How's it going, eh? What's up, eh? How's it going up there, JD? You all right? Uh, snowing again. Got to oh, shovel really? the lock <laughs> after the show. Oh my goodness. All right, let's make this quick then. Guys, follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram at No Dunks Inc. You know we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash No Dunks Inc. Well, I guess it's official. We're now on Facebook. And email us your NBA questions and comments to no dunks at theathletic.com. We stepped on the beach yesterday. Another classic beach episode. We angered some Kobe stands. Mm. We talked about Luca's MVP chances. And as promised earlier in the week, we did share our best slash worst bad trips trust me go listen to this podcast just to hear lee ellis talk about the time he was freaking on magic mushrooms it's so so worth it all right on today's show though guys we've got tweet of the night we're gonna set up tonight's porzingis msg homecoming game when we get to our pick'em game but first the up down report preparing your tubies it's the up down report Our first one, guys. Wiggins Island's economy is booming right now. (laughs) The Canadian kid kept up his early season surge. 30 points, 12 of 23 shooting as the Wolves handed the Spurs their third straight loss, 129-114 on Wednesday. Katmandu, 28 points, 11 boards. Given Minnie's uh, maximum duo here, maximum contract duo, third consecutive game with 25-plus points apiece. Minnesota, 7-4, looking good, tied for fifth in the West. Guys, are you up or down on the Wolves? And specifically, Andrew Wiggins being for real. Up or down? I'm up. You're up. Let's do it. There's always a surprise team in the Western Conference, and it it sounds pretty stupid to call a team that has an all-NBA player a surprise team. Um, But they haven't lived up to expectations. Maybe, just maybe, when the expectations are down, they grow, and they decide, hey, we're going to become men at our our (laughs) trade. And... That's, that's what you have to put stock in, that Andrew Wiggins decided this, this offseason that he was going to be better at his trade, and 
According to my sauces, he was working harder in the summer than he ever has. <sighs> you know, it's always Andrew, it's Andrew Wiggins, so you always take it with a grain of salt. But, 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 there's some openings <laughs> in the Western Conference. Let's because of the Golden State Warriors. Uh, let's buy in. Yeah. Let's buy in. I'll give them full credit for last night's win, both Wiggins and Towns, because Talk it was against San Antonio. We know a good team, not having the greatest season so far, but that was the sort of game. That's that another you, opening, which is nice for but them. But that's the sort of game where you would see the experience of the Spurs come in there and, and put a little bit of a, a muzzle on the uh, good start there for the uh, Timberwolves. But instead, it was the opposite. Mm-hmm. It was Wiggins. And I'll say this, because I'm not ready to buy property on Wiggins yeah, Island, but I'm coming out for a weekend, man. I'm coming yeah. out to rage for a weekend. Is that video. this weekend? What are we doing? Sure, why not? Let's okay. do it. Um, because last night, what I liked about him, he mixed up his game again. Sometimes he went inside, sometimes he hit the three, and it was very, very impressive to see. But also, Carl Anthony Towns is, ha- has had a bit of a reputation for being a bit soft, I will say, through his career. So far, we've seen him get into it with Embiid and get yep. a suspension. And last night with Rudy Gay, like Rudy Gay was upset. He thought he was throwing elbows. Yeah. I don't think it was, that was the case. I think it was more just uh, Towns being a man, making a grown man move down yeah. low. And he did not back away for a second. Well, vets don't like elbows by their no, face, I know, which but, is understandable. But I, I don't think it was like a – remember when Embiid whacked Jared Allen last year? It was nothing like that. It was just he was trying to establish position. Sure. And that, I think, is a very, very important growth um, metric there for – for Carl Anthony Towns, show hey, I'm I'm a I'm a man now. I'm a big boy. I'm <laughs> man, not we're a kid talking anymore. about being men on this podcast. Um, so, but <laughs> again, that, that sort of stuff has to come from <laughs> your star, from your star player, uh, who is Carl Anthony Towns. So, I saw some very very positive things out of that win for them last night. Hopefully, they can continue it. Will they make the playoffs? Hmm. Yeah, the thing, Carl Anthony Towns is an All NBA player, so he's not fading. It, it's true. It's nice to see him being a man, being being bullying around his seven, just playing. Playing with a chip on his shoulder, Heck yeah. but but he also is like an all cat on chip, like cat on chip. But he but he is <laughs> chip on cat, I guess. Sorry to the athletic subscribers, you're not going to get that because you don't hear ads. Yeah. Um, but he's already an All NBA player. It's up to the rest of the team. Right. It's true, and and cat has to be a better defender. But uh, it's it, if you're buying into the Wiggins Renaissance, which is. Lasting longer than past renaissances, I think. Is it? Is no, it? it's not yet. Because, Skeets, I saw you tweeted yep. it last night. I had it in my notes for yesterday's show as well. The 16-17 season, Wiggins was shooting basically 50% from three out of the gate. Yep. He put up a 47 spot, a 36, a 35, all in the first 11 games of the season. Mm. And then for the I last, thought it was more like eight, but okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay. It's almost the exact same, uh, what he was doing now in 16-17. But it looks better now. He's got the ball. When he's dribbling, it's not at his face. It's below his waist. He has finished figured out how to finish in the short mid-range area and those sort of things hopefully will stick around that's why i'm no longer down but i will stay middle i'm not ready to go completely up on wiggins island but you know at this point i will sit through your presentations i will maybe invest in a timeshare i don't want to own property there but if somebody else does i'll spend a week maybe two weeks split an airbnb there when we go there I'm not going until they get better food options. I mm, saw Robert okay. Covington had Stroopwafel on the bench. <laughs> if there's Stroopwafel there, I'm in. All we have is Stroopwafel and Subway sandwiches right Okay, now. it's getting better. It's getting better. <laughs> I think the difference with Andrew Wiggins, if you're looking at the stats at this point, taking far fewer long twos. Yeah. For the first time in his career, For sure. only 11% of his shots come from 16 feet to the three-point line. That's by far the lowest of his career. One in 10 shots is a bomb that you would consider a, a bad shot. And more are going coming from the three-point line where in old Wiggins days, you'd think, oh, this is a bad shot, uh, even, even from the three-point line because he's just 
putting them in. I mean, that's as simple as there's a lot of guys around him, um, but the, he's, ha- he's got the highest three-point percentage of his career, and I think that comes from working at it. He looks also just uh, eye test. He looks thicker. Yeah, no, he, uh, mm-hmm. there's a couple examples from last night's game where the Spurs, where he was showing off that size. And like you were saying, Lee, the biggest thing to me is he is mixing it up right now. It isn't, it's, it is a little different than that, that 16, 17 first 11 game run where he was averaging 27 points per game and he couldn't miss a three. It is different because first quarter, he backed DeJounte Murray's ass down into the blot. Like that was a man move to go mm-hmm. back to that easy little hook shot. I love you. Like you just sometimes don't see that aggression from a guy like Wiggins, where you're like, dude, you might be the most athletic guy on the floor. Show it. Dunk it. You know, let's say uh, nothing wrong with a little dink and dump on that one. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Like, yeah. Second I mean, qu- we are no dunks, so understandable. Yes. Understandable why you'd be on the island. Second quarter, he ran a nice little two-man game with Gorgie Jang on the side. He cut back door. Jang found him. Here's the funny part, Trey. He could have probably dunked it. The, help, the, the Spurs help defense sort of, I think it was Bellinelli came across. But he said he saw Covington cutting baseline, and he made a nice little sexy drop-off for Covington. That's just a play you don't see Wiggins make a lot, or you haven't in years prior. And then in the third quarter, near the end of the third quarter, 35 seconds left, he got into the paint, and I think all the Spurs thought, well, Wiggins is shooting this. Mm -hmm. He's shooting it. He's shooting it. He's shooting it. Three Spurs sort of collapsed on him, and there's Jake Lehman. He sneaks back door, and Wiggins, like, with the wherewithal, finds him. The pass inside, Lehman gets the dunk in. Like, it was... Those type of plays, just you're right, tra- uh, Task. That eye test, man, like the numbers are sexy. They're there. 26 5, some assists now. Just watch this guy play right now, and it's, it's going to shock you. This is not the Wiggins from the two years prior mm. for, by any means. He is engaged and has confidence. So I'm, I'm up on them making the, the playoffs. I think it's going to be near, the, near the, the lower part of the playoffs in the Western Conference, seventh or eighth seed. That's fine. That get in there again uh, without Jimmy and see what your two sort of star max guys can do. This is a, it, it's fun to see this. It's been fun blasting out the Wiggins Islands tweets and trying to convince people like you Lee, mm-hmm. to come on over mm-hmm. and uh, and stay a little while. That's fine. I, I get it. Come for the weekend, the long weekend, as you said, and mm-hmm. we'll have some Subway sandwiches and some Stroopal waffles. Mm. <laughs> it's been a great month for him. No, really. I mean, every single game except. Oh, he's going to win. He, well, Harden's been destroying. I was going to yeah. say he might win a Player of the Week here soon. But yeah, but every not. every single game except for one, he's had five or more assists. Which, which that's just a key. You're talking about yeah. those plays. Like he's actually aware. You don't have to shoot or score when you get the ball yeah. all the time. Yeah. There are other guys who are cutting and moving, and if he can find them, he can do it. And that opens up his game as well, I think, because then the Spurs understand that he's, you know, he's, he's got a bit more court vision. So it's great. It's great. I just, you know, let's just hope that it does continue. Let's <laughs> hope. Let's hope. And we're only a few weeks in, just over three weeks in, but the Western Conference playoff picture is looking like people predicted to start the season. There's five locks for the postseason and they're already in the top five slots both LA teams Houston Utah and Denver and then there's three spots up for grabs and like we mentioned the Warriors are completely out of it the Trailblazers are not themselves at all at four and eight the Pelicans have sort of dropped out already and so you've got the Timberwolves Mavs the surprise Suns Spurs in there and and then a couple teams in, in the Kings and Thunder so there's more spots available for sure. And what will any of these teams that are struggling out of the gate make moves? Will the Blazers try and get a big? Will the Spurs look to move, um, you know, DeMar DeRozan? There are rumors that the Magic are interested. Oh, I like that. You know, that. will we see some of these teams that, like you said, Tass, are sort of uh, disappointing here early? Will they make a move to try and get back into that little mix there in the playoffs? Should be fun. All right. Moving on, guys. Austin Rivers was seen last night 
calling for the referees to give his father, Doc Rivers, a technical foul during the game. The moment came with just under two minutes left to play with the Rockets up eight. Doc, he was exploding on the refs, and Austin was right there behind one of the officials uh, making his hands into the old T to signify a technical foul. Doc was eventually dinged uh, you know, it was with his two techs, and he was ejected, and Austin Rivers was loving it. Guys, are you up or down, though, on Austin Rivers encouraging the refs to give his dad a tech, <laughs> to get his dad tossed. Are you up or down? Who could possibly be down on this? That, that was just such a great moment in the NBA last night because a game, I don't know what the line was, but I'm guessing the Clippers were favorite going in. Rockets played pretty well. Harden had an incredible performance. And then at the end, Doc lost it. And there's his son. Oh, just so getting, funny. Take my dad. Take my dad. Get him out of here. And <laughs> get he him out he, of here. He that just, was awesome. He didn't just kind of do it like, you know, once, once. and then. Yeah, no, he like did it for a minute or two because then eventually he was waving or calling, hey, call me or something like that. Yeah. Uh, what a, just what a great, great well, moment. I was, I'm up and down. I started down. I'm never going to cheer for a father-son split. Never going to cheer for that. He looked adamant <laughs> and he looked mad. And I, dad was walking away and he said, call me with yeah. the mocking. Call me later. But. Down at that point, but up afterwards, Austin posted on Instagram, and Doc Rivers verified on Instagram. (laughs) Doc Rivers commented and said, love you, son, or hilarious, love you, son. And so I think everything is right in the the Rivers household. Yeah, didn't Austin Rivers... He tweeted, Welp, Thanksgiving is going to be yes. weird. That's yeah. a great, great a great tweet. A timely tweet, of course. Oh, too. what a timely tweet. Uh, do they, you think they really get together on Thanksgiving? I mean, they're going to be in different places. One will be in L.A., one will be in Houston. They'll probably have the They'll day They'll have off. a meal somewhere, won't they? Thursday, yeah. They have Thursday off. FaceTime yeah. in, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I, I think they'll be there. I think they'll be there. They've got... They have to now. I For the Instagram, I mean, if Doc's verified. Oh, yeah. Imagine the engagement. I know likes are going away, but people will be commenting. This is hilarious, man. I wonder if the Rivers and Curry family get together because Doc's daughter is married to Seth, Seth Curry. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. You never know. There's, there's lots of... Damian Lee is married to... Seidel. Curry, so I believe. Adel Curry, yep. yeah, another Golden State Warrior. Mm-hmm. Wow, great stuff. Yeah, they get together. They yeah. don't play touch football outside on Thanksgivings. They all just play basketball against each other. <laughs> they have almost a full team of NBA players. It's incredible. Uh, it just shows to show you, though, every family is different. We, uh, I got a great tweet from Louie FX last night who said, The Rivers, son gets dad teed up. The Kirby's. Father and son teed up together. Yeah, everybody does it differently. You know, some people like to get their dad tossed. Other people like to get their dad super riled up, so he gets tossed. Right. Uh, it works either way. That's right. And I mean, Doc uh, helped Austin get some money uh, in the NBA as well. There was, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, you know, but so it's fine. Everybody's good. Uh, very, very funny moment. Um, but more about this game. Next one, Patrick Beverly's uh, reputation is a. As a defender, as an elite defender, is maybe a little overrated, according to Russell Westbrook. Quote, Westbrook, after the game, Pat Bev trick y'all, man. Like, he playing defense. This is Westbrook after the game with their win over the Clips. He don't guard nobody, man. He's just running around, doing nothing. <laughs> and then eventually, all that commotion to get 47. Yes, he made sure to note that James Harden scored 47 points on Wednesday. Some of that coming on Beverly and a lot of it coming on the Clips, of course. All of it coming on the Clips. This is the beef that just keeps on giving. Um, are you up or down, though, on Westbrook's comments specifically about Patrick Beverly? Oh, super up. I love, I'm buying this beef. It's so great to be able to talk about beef again. Um, <laughs> and I'm here for it because it's very, it's crazy to think how long this has happened. It started when Patrick Beverly was a Houston Rocket. And now Russell Westbrook right. is a Houston yeah, Rocket. Yeah, it's so weird. Um, but, I mean, 
you know, Harden was amazing last night. He was cooking, but it didn't all come on Patrick no, Beverly. No. And Patrick Beverly definitely, he's almost like a highlight defender. If his guy has the ball, he's up in his grill. He's guarding you. He's getting underneath you. And it looks amazing. You don't really pay attention to him as much when he's off the ball. So maybe that's what Westbrook is saying. I do love the energy of saying, this guy's literally just running around out there. That's what defense is. It's just running around. Get some skills. Play some offense. <laughs> that's true. Like in that game last night, and I don't know if you saw it, what the one Beverly got fouled out on was an awful call. Yeah. He didn't do anything. That wasn't the reason they lost the game. But that's it. Westbrook's just trying to take a few jabs back at him and saying, man, 47. Because if you remember in the playoffs, I think Westbrook had like 43 on 42 shots or something. And Beverly was like, oh, yeah, you got 43. Oh, what, 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 how many shots at 42? <laughs> <laughs> so they, yeah, they're just going to keep going at it, these two. Uh, and love it. That's yeah. great. Oh, it yeah. is great. And, and again, credit to the Rockets because we talked about on the show yesterday, you know, how they're going to cope. You know, is, is Harden just going to have to go for 47? And so far, yes. <laughs> yep, maybe. That, that's, a, that's, a, that's a very, very good win against uh, against the Clippers team. Team, you know, a better team, I think, the Clippers, and a very, very strong defensive team. But Harden proved last night, you know what, maybe I can just go for 45, 44, 46, whatever I need to do, and I can keep getting these wins. Yeah, he's up to 38 points per game on the season. He's inching towards 40 points per game. Uh, and the Rockets show up for big games. Mm. That's clear. Year in and year out, uh, they kind of chill out against bad teams, but they sit at 8-3 and three above a Clippers team that still doesn't have Paul George which uh, is, you know, obviously something that they have, that Clippers have in their back pocket, just another superstar poking out of their rear right pocket. I'm, I'm down on this, though. Westbrook's got to dig a little deeper into the NBA.com slash stats box score. Mm. Tim McMahon, per ESPN Stats and Info, Harden was 0 for 6 with four turnovers when Patrick Beverly was on his ass. He didn't do anything when stats Beverly was guarding him. Stats don't mean shit. I feel like yeah, Kevin yeah, Durant. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they like do. Kevin he didn't Durant, score when he was on. Him. I don't want to hear about graphs when I'm watching a basketball game. <laughs> and quote fact, Kevin Durant. Yeah, and then he scored ten of his seventeen in the fourth when Beverly was out. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Beverly was. He is a good defender. That's he right. is a lead defender. I guess. Hey, hey Harden, don't get me wrong. I love. Maybe the Harden should have, or maybe Harden should have came out and said, you know, I appreciate Russ having my back, but honestly, I was cooking Kawhi Leonard the whole time. That's a guy that actually won Defensive Player of the Year there twice, and I was lighting him up. Uh, there you that go. Being I had no said, problem with that. The more trash talk, the better. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, and like you were saying, Trey, this goes back to that two thir- 2013 playoff series when, uh, yeah, when uh, Westbrook obviously on the Thunder, Beverly on the Rockets, and Westbrook, he was calling the time out there, and that's when Beverly like mm. sort of barreled into him, and, that, and Westbrook suffered a torn meniscus in his right knee, required multiple surgeries, and ever since then, they've always have sniped back and forth at each other, sometimes on the floor, a lot of the times through the media. Beverly didn't want to really get too involved in this last night when asked about it, uh, about the back and forth. He sort of declined Mm -hmm. to respond to Westbrook's uh, jab there. He said, don't start that. Don't start that. I don't care about that. So, you know, so uh, so, uh, if you're scoring this one, I guess it is like a boxing match. It's a one for Westbrook there (laughs) in round whatever round we're in. I don't know, seven or eight, something like that between (laughs) these guys. It's amazing stuff. Westbrook got himself a... It's funny, too, because he's talking all this up. He's talking up Harden. I get that, as a good teammate. Westbrook had a pretty rough game oh, yeah. with the 17.6 of 20 shooting. There's a... I guess we don't know right now the injury to Clint Capella. Um, he left the game with about four and a half to go, sort of like a concussion. He got popped in the face. He's probably going to be okay. He'll be reevaluated, and we're going to find out more today. But he was having a... He's been on a little tear here in terms of vacuum up rebounds. His third straight game of 20-plus rebounds. First Rocket to do that since Moses Malone mm. in 82. But 12-20 and 20 for Capella with no Eric Gordon. You're going to need him to step up, and he's been playing well over the last little bit. He got blasted. That was a crazy got, shoulder by Jermichael Green. Yeah. 
crushed. So hopefully he's okay, um, you know, especially for the Rockets who are already short on guys as it is. Are we ready to talk about James Harden being the MVP, though? I mean, he's 38-8. and eight. So crazy. They got a better record than the Bucks. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, so far he is. He's, he's back in there. Like it was last season. Like he sort <laughs> yeah. of started off slowish. I mean, we didn't consider him an MVP candidate early on and then he just sort of went on this tear and he started it again so if he keeps doing it there's there's no doubt he's he's, he's there or thereabouts it was but, just uh, insane the guy can like you know in the first week of the season right i don't have it in front of me but like it felt like he was still averaging 30 points per game and he was like bad yeah it's so weird it's he's like still barely about 40 percent from the that's field what i mean yeah. it's like it, I, it's he was getting a lot of buzz last night around. for his iso defense on Kawhi Leonard, too, because, yeah. you know, Harden is a strong guy, and he yeah. can take the bumps that Absolutely. Kawhi is giving him, and he does have long arms, so he can challenge it. Harden looked like he was giving the effort on that end as well. we got to hope we get these two teams in a playoff series. Oh, That'd be a great yeah. one. I mean, yeah. this, would, this is, would be awesome if you get them in the first or second round, for sure. All right, next one, guys. With his parents sitting courtside and, like, 100 friends in the stands, John Morant, John Morantley, Scored on a driving left-handed layup with 0.7 seconds remaining to give the Grizzlies a 119-117 victory over the Hornets. He's a South Carolina native. It was his first double-double of the year, 23 points, 11 assists. Helped the Grizzlies win consecutive games for the first time this season, too. Guys, up or down on John Morant winning Rookie of the Year? Is it his to lose? I think right now it's up, I'm up on him, yeah. yeah. He's, he's been really good uh, for the Grizzlies. Fantastic again last night. Uh, awesome. He's just, fun to yeah, watch, Yeah, he man. is fun to watch. I mean, he's so thin. He's a thin guy, but he really throws his body in there. He doesn't care about getting uh, whacked, you yeah. know, so good for him. And uh, his dad was courtside, which was interesting because I don't remember in the draft when he got interviewed, he said, you know, I, I thrive off motivation. My dad was my first hater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. So it was like, it's like his dad's Every coach. family is different, man. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He, he's his coach as well. So that's, yeah. I, think, but, I think that's what he's like said. A he's Jamal, motivating. It's like a Jamal Murray dad type of thing. Yeah, it was a lot, still, a lot of love, but yeah, he's going to be your biggest uh, yeah. hater in a way. It was, still, it was still a little unusual to hear it at the draft. So anyway, uh, you know, to do it there with his dad courtside was great. But, but certainly, I mean, you know, because when it comes to rookie, this is one category that clearly wins and losses don't mean anything no you, no. you, you want to go out there and the play guy's well. a star already exactly he's playing well shooting the ball well uh, he gets assists he you know he, he's contesting shots he's, do, he's doing a lot so zion will be the only one that can quote unquote catch him here in rookie of the year you're throwing rj out already yeah 100 yeah, I mean, percent john morant is lapping i think the field i think you could take your tyler heroes yeah sure good oh yeah kendrick nunn okay yeah good rj not even close to john morant not even close. Why? Why? Because he's doing. He's averaging eighteen. He's leading the rookie class in scoring. Yeah, number and two. Assists, number two is and is uh, probably ranks what tenth or eleventh in minutes. He only plays twenty seven minutes a game. He's got the highlights. He he's plays in Memphis. Game saving block on Kyrie Irving. Game winning assist. Game winning assist for the Crowder. Same game. Now he has a game winning layup. Mm-hmm. The guy's a, the guy's a star. Yeah, he is. He definitely is. And he plays in Memphis. And will people remember his? Game-winning block from November when it comes to R.J. Barrett has a decent rebounding (laughs) night in March, and he plays for the Knicks, and everybody blows him up. R.J. Barrett is second in scoring. He plays a million minutes. He's the only reason anybody cares about the Knicks. He's their best player. I don't think that it's a... You don't think he's running away with it, I guess. Definitely not. I don't think... And I honestly don't even think Zion Williamson is going to be out of the mix. If he comes back in time and he looks good, he could easily win. I think... uh, I mean, Ja is leading right now, but I think his lead is minuscule over RJ Uh, Barrett. I disagree with that. I think only Zion, you know, playing hopefully 50 whatever games plus games and killing it like he was in the preseason has any chance of taking this from Ja. What do you think, Tess? I, I agree with Lee that wins don't necessarily matter, but when you're winning games... Because of your plays, that matter. 
And so even if they had the same amount of wins between R.J. Barrett and John Morant, the fact that you have a game-winning shot or a game-winning block, that matters at the end of the season You know, over a guy who doesn't have those things. Clutch plays. And yeah. I, I think a guy who's got the, you know, not, not Trey Young light, uh, like quite yet, but he's got some ridiculous handles and ridiculous ball skills and ridiculous fakes and ridiculous everything. I mean, he's a very, oh, very that, talented that, that, guy. That, that, so he's showing out not only in, in wins, but in Instagram highlights as well. And I, I think that helps. I think you, you'll, you'll see more of him, even though he's in Memphis, you're starting to see more of him than R.J. Barrett, which is, uh, which is wild to say. That play in the, in the second quarter, I believe it was, when it looking like Trey Kirby out there. I'm telling you, I've seen Trey Kirby do this, where he split the screen with the behind-the-back dribble. That's right. Now, sometimes it'll be a turnover for Trey Kirby, but sometimes he pulls it off. Then, Jaw, he faked the pass to the corner, and then you know the, the defense had to bite on that a little bit, and then he took the contact and finished it high off the class, and that was when he was flexing on the ground. That play, like, go rewatch that clip. That is, there's a lot happening yep. in that clip. Uh, a lot of skill, and it's something else. Uh, and then, and then, not that's not to say we didn't even really talk about the final play where he attacked. You know, didn't settle, Lee. Mm-hmm. He Love attacked it. the paint, scooped Love it up. It. There was like four hornets around him. Yeah, and the thing he got, he got a kind bounce. Sure, uh, but but, but again, it, 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 he's creating the play there by going inside and knowing that he might get contact, yeah. might get the foul, putting it up close to the basket, and and it went in a drop for him. Um, yeah, it was awesome. I think for a young guy again with that thin body of his to go in there and knowing that he might get hit, I think it's great. Well, so. who was talking about that on there? Was it? Um, could have been, I believe it was Simmons and, and KOC maybe talking about the worry of how he plays as Lee takes, was, a, sh- yeah. a, t- as Lee takes a shot of ginger. <laughs> he literally Straight just opened a ju- tiny little bottle and took a shot of ginger. I see, uh, I see the label says energy. You feeling a little tired there, Lee? <laughs> yeah, you know. I'm need a little pep at the second half of this podcast. <laughs> I do, man, I do. These late nights, early mornings, you need a little something. It was Simmons. It's not that no early peptides. right now. Jesus. Um, <laughs> Simmons and KOC talking about how he plays, how he, I think they compared him to a young, young Derek, Derek, Derek Rose, Rose yeah, where yeah. it's like he just throws his yeah. fairly, you know, frail looking body um, as a rookie, as a young kid, time after time after time into all these guys and takes the hits and takes the bumps. And like, is there any like worry that that's going to catch up to him? But it's fair. Oh, yeah. But uh, don't stop doing it, please. No, man, awesome. yeah. it is scary. And he does look like one of the skinniest guys in the leagues, but he just flies in there and slams into people without any care for his body. But that's what you do when you're 20 years old and yeah. not when you're 30 years old. So enjoy it while you can. For sure. All right, next one, guys. The defending NBA champs. They're 8-3 and three and playing without three of their best players. And looking at their roster, you don't think they should be this good. But they marched into Portland last night, shut down Lillard, and shut up me, picking up the 114-106 victory. Got another sort of a award-based up-down here, but I'm going to word it like this. Are you up or down on Nick Nurse's Coach of the Year chances? What do you think? Well, what do you think? I'm up on them. I don't see how you could be down on no. them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's, uh, if, the, if the Coach of the Year conversation, the table is a lot smaller than the MVP, Nick Nurse is sitting at it right now, mm-hmm. uh, 10 or 11 games in. That was an unbelievable performance. I, I legit was shocked. We talked about it here in the office before we even jumped on the mic. I was like, I think uh, I, 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 uh, I apologize, Trey. I convinced you even to go you against did? the Raptors. I thought the Raptors <laughs> were going to maybe get hammered in, in Portland. It yeah. was their fourth game on this long road trip. They're short on guys. You know, no Lowry, no Ibaka, no OG. They looked gassed at the end versus the Clippers. Portland desperate for a win. Tough place to play. I just thought, you know, that all added up to maybe one of those just 
games where you lose like, by 10, 15, and, and no one's all that upset because it's a bit of a schedule loss. And instead, the Raps, man, they're resilient. Who was bunch. better, do you think, Pascal oh, or Fred Van Vliet man, last night? They were night. both I mean, awesome. That's why I'm actually down on Nick Nurse's chances. Anybody could coach the best duo in the league. <laughs> <laughs> Van Vliet and Siaka, man. Everybody was talking about Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, Anthony Davis, LeBron James. Everybody forgot the two guys who won a G League title years ago, <laughs> then an NBA title, and now they're going for, uh, I guess, co-MVPs. But uh, oh yeah, I mean, goodness. Nick Nurse got the boys playing. I don't know what songs he's playing pregame, <laughs> strumming on the guitar, <laughs> but whatever it is, they're loving it. Uh, I mean, the thing is, again, you look at that starting five. Uh, Gasol, he was actually decent. Miller and Powell weren't. Ronda Hellas Jefferson, you, you've Incredible. talked about him. Incredible, sixteen and eleven last night. Yeah. That guy was hitting the floor every third play. Yeah, and uh, and Terrence Davis as well because yeah. Boucher didn't 15. actually. Boucher had that great run in in uh, Los Angeles. He wasn't all that special last night. But Fred Van Vliet, he has to be one of the most deceptively quick players in the league with an incredible handle I, too. He, he is deceptively. He, quick. he seems to either to walk it. slowly <laughs> up the court. Or it's just like, and he's, yeah, he's right past. It's like, wow, man, like have a middle speed. He doesn't seem to have that because he kind of looks like. You don't want it, man. It's no, change your pace. He, because he's out there, like I say, he's bringing the ball up and you're like, man, you've got to get across the halfway line. And then before you know it, he crosses up his defender. He goes inside and he gives himself so many options, whether he wants to float it up off the window or yeah. find someone inside. Yeah. And, uh, it's it's uh, crazy what a championship can do for you because the first two rounds of the playoffs last year, he looked like he couldn't. He couldn't. He couldn't do anything on a basketball floor <laughs> he couldn't get to the rim uh his passes were bad and then the championship swagger is real for this team and also pascal siakam worked his ass off in the offseason to get better because oh. uh, he's taken shots above the break in terms of his threes he didn't have that last year the sixers just sagged back in that second round and said shoot it and he was bad and he didn't take a lot of threes up there because he wasn't comfortable this year 75 percent of his threes are from above the break uh up from 29 percent according to zach Lowe, and he's hitting 42 percent of those shots above the break and he can handle from there that that was not part of his game he it was he wasn't a he wasn't a point forward now he can be a point forward and uh he was just like sort of all right you know you go attack when when the attention is somewhere else but now he's he's got he's got it all in the bag he was lighting up Hazonia in the post <laughs> a couple of times. Jack Armstrong was screaming yeah. on the broadcast, he owns you, he owns you. Uh, uh, Raptors uh, color commentator Jack Armstrong, <laughs> uh, fan of the show, we love Jack. He's yelling that, but then, you're right, Hazonia was like, okay, well, he's killing me inside. I'm just going to back up off him and see if, like, what he can do. See, I'm just, like, above the break, calmly steps Stand into a three, still, yeah. splash, and Hazonia shakes his head. You can see him, he's like... He's like, I don't know what to... Like, he's yeah. killing me inside. I'm giving him a three, and he's popping that down. What am I supposed to do? And he didn't have a ridiculously great shooting night, but he's relentless. And I think that uh, he reminds me of Yanis in, in that regard. He'll get close to the rim, and yeah, he'll chuck it up. And even if, it's, if it hits backboard rim and comes off, he's going right after that ball. And, and he was shot 15 for 28. What am I talking about? It didn't feel that he, way. He, he, started, he finished like 9 that. of 10, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He started That's bad. happened in, uh, against the Lakers those two, much Those too, two yeah. guys took over. Yeah. Siakam and Van Vliet just took over the yeah. game. When you, were like, when you were expecting it, it was like, oh, Lillard's going to break out of his funk here. McCollum did have a hit like two in a row there, and I was like, I was watching it going, okay, here come the Blazers. Maybe the Raps are going to get tired again. Mm. But it was those two guys being the, those two guys were the best players on the floor oh, last yeah. night. Lillard looked Easily. exhausted uh, for the for the Blazers. He just looked he just he just couldn't get it going last night. But that's some, that's some Nick Nurse yeah. look though. They took the ball out of his hands. Right, yeah. but uh, but uh, Siakam, you know when he's going for a three pointer though, because he kind of stops, steps back, and gives you a chance to come and defend. But I think people still think this is not really in his bag. Mm-hmm. But it is now. 
He's added it. Um, yeah, the Raps held Lillard to nine points in the last four days. This is going to be, a, you know, this is a, a feather in the cap for Nick Nurse's Coach of the Year chances. Last four days, the Raptors have held LeBron, Kawhi, and Lillard to a total of 34 points. That's good. That <laughs> is good. Nine of 38 shooting. That's, a, that's the interesting stat to me. Like Only 38 attempts in those three games for those three superstars um, and 24%. They're just – we were talking about on the right end, Trey. It's like Nick Nurse is – he has determined, like, let's run two or three guys at the star players and let's see – any of these other guys try and beat us. He's playing pickup defense. It's like uh, there's two good guys on every pickup basketball team, and everybody double teams them at all times, so there's going to be wide open shots. It's uh, can your 50-year-old man make it from the right <laughs> wing? Sometimes yes. <laughs> sometimes no. You'll live with it. Yeah, 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 you'll live with it. Yeah, they pulled out the box and won sometimes yep. yesterday. Yep. Way to go, nursey. I like, I like this from William Liu at Yahoo Sports talking about this sort of iteration of the raps. He said, quote, that he reminds them of the Spurs of yesteryear, where the system is so solid that they produce results even without some of their top players. There's something there, you know, with Nick Nurse being short, a lot of his guys, and uh, they still go out on this road trip, and they've already ensured themselves of a winning road trip record, no matter what happens in Dallas in the in the final game. You want to impress me? Start Stanley Johnson. Let him <laughs> if he if he plays well, then give him the coach of the no, year right no, away. That's the only one that's yeah. not really. <laughs> yeah, it's coach of the year and it's organization for the year for having these guys come up from the G League. They literally Chris Boucher was a G League MVP, I believe he mm-hmm. was. Uh, yep. These guys, the G League champs. There's that part of it, but also Pascal Siakam is veering into superstardom and it's, he's not there but it's that's that's i guess on spurs like I, I, that that part of the comparison is different because that guy is a star he's a star in this league he's not going away right well, that's what the spurs thought about Kawhi leonard mm. oh buddy they built him up turned him into a star it seemed like the perfect fit the ideal spurs culture guy and then he was gone Gotta be we'll careful. Can do the same. Gotta, you never be, know. gotta be careful. That was the one apparently who the Spurs and Popovich really wanted too. And uh, Masai said, "No, you Did, can have Jakob." Didn't get him. Didn't yeah. get OG. You can yeah. have Jakob. Yeah. And they got Jakob Purtle, teenage mutant ninja Purtle. Mm. I forgot about him until watching that uh, that Wolves game last night. I was like, "Oh yeah, Purtle. I remember you." Uh, one thing, final thing about uh, Steady Freddy, the Athletics. Eric Kareen. I saw him right this morning. This stretch without Lowry will be used as a barometer of what Van Vliet can do as a starting point guard as he's poised to hit free agency this summer. He's going to be one of the best players on the market. He's going to be young enough at 26 to appeal to many of the teams that you know project to have some space under the salary cap. Is, is Van Vliet proven to you that he is a starting point guard in Leeds? And should the Knicks do everything they possibly can to try and get him? I'm like, not joking. Well, no, I mean, that's the thing. That's going to be the real challenge for Masai Jiri. How much can they pay him? Because yeah, Pascal's yeah. got his big one. We know that uh, Lowry's got a, a one-year deal extension. So is he is he worth I don't I mean 120 mil 130 mil someone will probably pay him that. I know I, someone I mean, will to go back to the Spurs they said they always wanted to pay the next Fred Van Vliet right like they will build their guys up they'll get really good and then if you offer them a big deal sorry we got to start over from scratch right. so I mean you're talking 120 130 mil it seems ridiculous Yo, for Fred Van does. Vliet but it it's does. also like. It's out there. He's been like a top 10 point guard so far yeah. this season. He's killing. Yeah. Right. And, and like, um, like, okay, what did Terry Rozier just get? That was three years, three years 60? 51. 51. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so it's not, not as crazy as I thought. But, you know, I'm taking Van Vliet yeah. 10 days out of 10 mm-hmm. over uh, Terry Rozier. For sure. But it's going to cost more than that. But, yeah, is, is he a... Uh, is, that, I mean, what is, is he a twenty-five million dollar per year player? I, I think so. Right now, in this market, I mean, if he can t- if he can play this way the entire season, yeah. then it's yes, pretty, he is for pretty, sure. Pretty incredible. Fifty-eight million. 
Okay, so yeah, it's Terry. nearly 20, yeah. yeah. That's what I sort of thought. I had 60 in my head, so a little bit under that. Okay. Yeah, uh, Van Vliet's going to... He's going to get more than that. He's going to get plus 20. What, what did Pascal? He, he got 140, it. didn't he? Is that right, for four? Something around there. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I just, mean, look, I, look I'm, not putting, I'm not putting Van Vliet on Siakam's No, team. but I'm saying wrong, he's, but... like, contractually, he's not going to be far off. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. All right, final one, guys. This is a fun one. Lakers guard Contavious Caldwell-Pope stuck wedgie number four last night, guys. All right, here, come Thank on. You. Here we Thank go. You we need very that. much. We need that. So shout out to KCP. But it was... It was something else, all right? Uh, he stuck it on, what, maybe a one-foot <laughs> layup attempt? Very rare. You don't see this often. Uh, he, got the, he got the rebound, he threw it up, and it stuck. A little left-handed shot. Anthony Davis loved it. Couldn't help but laugh from the bench. Are you up or down on KCP sticking what I'm calling the worst wedgie of all time? <laughs> the worst wedgie of all time? Yeah, just, I remember a day when we all respected every no, single I, I, wedgie no, that but, happened. But you have to rank them. You got to rank them, don't you? Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's I'm, been I'm, there's I'm, been ones very similar to that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so not you're you're down on this. <laughs> yeah, I don't disrespect my wedgies like that. Maybe it's because it's KCP too. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. a lot of Lakers fans are having fun with it. Anthony Davis got a laugh from the bench there. Yeah, when, at KCP. when you're known as a guy who has trouble scoring and you have a wide open layup underneath yeah. the hoop and it ends in a wedgie, great for us. Not ideal for the rest of the team, but uh, it seemed like they were having a laugh. Yeah. I want to know the physics behind it, because how it was able to stick in there. Well, you know what? In his defense, I mean, he's, th- he's putting it up softly. That's right. You know, he's just trying to get it up uh, Tim Duncan-like on the rim, mm. have it bounce around a little mm. bit mm. and drop. Yeah. It could yeah, have gone just, in. It was pretty close. Yeah. It, just, it yeah. just stuck. I mean, we just see some of them, though. They really have to, you know, thud in there. Well, that is the beauty of a wedgie. Yeah. It can, it can be hard and it can be soft. <laughs> So true. <laughs> it's like a penis. <laughs> well, am I wrong? <laughs> am I wrong? No, no, of okay. course not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's let's get <laughs> let's get to tweet of the night. Mm, tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. Lee, what do you got? Yes, well, uh, our colleague actually in Washington, Fast Freddy Katz. Does a great job covering the Wizards. <laughs> From lately, Lee Ellis to fast Freddy Cat. <laughs> like a Freddy Cat's on there. <laughs> His NBA journey's taken him from uh, Los Angeles, where he started with the Clipper blog, I believe, went to OKC. Very briefly in Boston, he had a cup of coffee there, and uh, now <laughs> Hold in on, DC. Are you literally breaking down Fred Cat's? <laughs> well, I'm getting to the I'm getting to the point page? of the tweet here. <laughs> basketball but... writer's reference. <laughs> That'd be funny. We should start that. Words per column. Yeah. <laughs> because last night he ran into a former player he used to cover in OKC, Ennis Cantor. And Ennis clearly remembered him because uh, he saw Fred and, uh, and he said this to Fred and Fred tweeted it. Saw Ennis Cantor in the locker room. He came over to me and said, you look good. You used to be chubby. Then he walked away. <laughs> cool, man. This is why we all log into Twitter at night. Yeah, yeah, man. Tweets yeah. about Fred Katz's yeah. body. <laughs> Toss him a quick like on that one, too. Yeah. Sure. Hey, Cantor and Cats, I would watch that show. Oh, yeah. I, I sort of like, you know, I was I was always a fan of your Tweet of the Week, but I do like this. You get some uh, different flavors where we mm. switch it up here and every guy gets a go at Tweet of the Night. Sometimes like you it. see the tweet come through and you go, yeah, great, got one, in the can. Then you read it back to yourself and you go, hmm. Oh, yeah. Was it that good? In the harsh light of morning. Exactly. You yeah. do that? I'm sorry. You feel like the type of guy who sees the tweet, goes, yep, done, closes the computer, <laughs> catch you in the morning. No, 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 because then you've got to try to build up the story to it, you know, like I was giving you Fred's uh, bio there. And I'm like, you know, because I'm trying, to, I'm trying to paint the picture. You're doing a great job. I love it. Yeah, we, mean, def- we definitely need some rankings for uh, Muscle Watch 
is well documented for the players, but we need it for NBA writers wow, as well. Wow. Fred Katz, Zach Lowe lost 20 pounds. Um, <laughs> who else? Anybody else? Is that top of my head? Mm. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, that's, why we, that's why we need the info. Yeah, yeah. top five sounds good. No, we need, ba- yeah, basketball writer's reference. Basketball <laughs> writer's reference is great. There is a, there's like a media fits, which uh, league media fits, which is very similar to the league fits. So I see... I see no reason why there shouldn't be oh, a basketball yeah. writer's reference. All right. <laughs> there should be everything that there is for stats for the NBA should happen for writers 100%, as well in media. 100%. All right, let's get to uh, Pick'em Results presented by Cash App. Pick'em Pay Offer is brought to you by Cash App, the number one finance app in the App Store. Cash App is the easiest way to send money to your friends, like paying up when you lose a bet that Dwight Howard will win most improved hairstyle this season. Cash App is also the easiest way to try and grow your money with their new investing feature. Unlike investing tools that force you to buy entire shares of stock, Cash App lets you instantly invest as little or as much as you want. This way, you can still own a piece of any stock with just $1. Brokerage services are provided by Cash App Investing, a subsidiary of Square and member SIPC. We are also excited to be working with Cash App to support one of our favorite organizations, the ACLU. When you sign up for Cash App and use the promo code NODUNKS, one word, NODUNKS, not only will you instantly receive 10 bucks, but Cash App will also donate 10 bucks to the ACLU, an amazing organization founded in 1920 that's dedicated to defending and preserving the rights and liberties guaranteed to every person in the United States. Don't forget promo code NODUNKS, one word, NODUNKS, when you download, when you download Cash App from the App Store or Google Play Store today. Do you know more about Cash App or Fred Katz? <laughs> Fred Katz. You know a lot about Cash App. Cats app. <laughs> Send your friend's most recent tweets. <laughs> Download the Cash App and the Cats app. All right. Uh, last night's game, uh, it's, uh, what day is it today? It's Thursday. Wednesday's game. It was the uh, Raps-Blazers game, as we said. Blazers were favored by three and a half. Uh, I was convinced that the Blazers were going to win. So was Trey. We were wrong. Tass and Lee get the win. Tass and Lee five and four on the month of November. Trey and I four and five. So it is tight. What's our game tonight on a Thursday night where there's obviously not a ton of games to pick from? Nationally televised game on TNT. The Dallas Mavericks and Kristaps Porzingis going back to his former team. Here we go. Here we go. The New York Knickerbockers host the Mavs and are seven and a half point underdogs Mm. to the Dallas Mavericks. Mm. So if you take the Mavs, you got to win by eight or more. You take the Knicks, you can lose by seven or less. Oh my God. If they lose by seven and a half, it's a tie for all involved. Here we (laughs) go. Who are you taking? And remember, the Mavs recently lost to the Knicks Mm. in Dallas. I mean, mean, does that mean anything? Does that mean anything? I want to give my little smack around. Then again, Mm. you know, Mavericks beat the Knicks by 25 tonight, and Fizdale doesn't even survive the night. (laughs) Will he be fired at halftime? Right, 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 right. It's tough. Ah, that line, that line. Maybe this would be a great um, opportunity for your R.J. Barrett to... uh, Try and try and get, get back in the, in the rookie of the year conversation. If he has a if he has a monster game on Said he TNT, wants to dunk on Porzingis. You're right. If he dunks on Porzingis, people will call him the rookie of the year you're immediately. Pro- you're probably right about that. Um, go ahead, if anybody. I, I got no vibe on this. Uh, I, yeah. Give Frank. me the Mavs. I'm going Mavs as well. I don't think this is the bottom for the Knicks. They're going further down. So losing to Kristaps Porzingis in his return would pile on. So I'm going Mavs. Yeah, I, I Lee, think so. be careful. I mean, I you don't want to lose those Knicks tickets. <laughs> Already you picked against them once yeah. this week. Yeah, I know. And, and it worked out for you. Yeah. yeah. I just, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, me, yeah I believe me. those points are going to factor in. I yeah, feel that's like. a thing. That's a thing. It could that's be a close, a, a large chunk. Line, but, uh, that's that's what. Yeah, you know what? Give me the Knicks. Give me the Knicks. Right. Plus seven and a half. Uh, we're getting. Uh, maybe we'll get a tight game. What was it? Seven and a half. Or yeah, six and a half. Seven, and a half. seven and a half. Seven and a half. Seven and a half. Seven and a half. Come on, Lee. Come on. Let's go, buddy. Let's go, dude. Right, take your time. Take your time. Come on, come on, come on, man. Take your time. He's sabotaging you. Come on, man. Take your time. We got to get this podcast to an hour today. Take your time. Come on, let's go. Um, it's a contractual obligation. This podcast needs no, to be. All right, all right, all right, all right. Because he takes twenty minutes to decide. Well, will you stop pick. talking and let me go. think about it? And oh let me yeah. Just, you know, go. All right, take I will stop take taking your ginger shot. The uh, team tonight to win the cover will be the team from. <laughs> I'll have to get a quick drink here. <laughs> Woo, where's my beard? Where's my beard? <laughs> I bleed blue and orange. Give me the nicks. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> Lee and I have the Knicks plus seven and a half. We got, um, we got Trey and Tass taking the Mavericks on the road. Oh, uh, one more, a little side bet here so we can send some money around on Cash App. Mm. Over under Porzingis, I'm going to set the line. I don't know it. I don't know what Vegas has, but I'm going to set the line point score tonight at 25 and a half. I'll take 25 and under. Okay. I'm under as well. Pass? Oh, you think it's not fun. That's a pretty good line, right? No, you know I know he's not scoring that much. Yeah, he's season, averaging but... a little over 18 per, right? Yeah, right, right, right. He had 28 against them though last week. Mm. Yeah. Uh, per like a kid. Okay, you guys are going. Uh, uh, I'll go over. Okay. Why not? Yeah, me too. I'll go just over. Let's hear from you guys. Tweet at us at No Dunks Inc. for both tonight's pickup game and what Porzingis does in MSG. Oh, can't wait for the MSG crowd. Oh, this really, gonna be popping. It really could be like, uh, you know, I called the other one in Dallas their Super Bowl. This is the real Super Bowl on TNT yeah. with Porzingis in their barn. Um, this should be fun. I mean, even if it's a blowout, it's going to be fun because you're going to have the Knicks fans oh, going yeah. crazy and there's going to be shots of Dolan and there's going to be shots of Mills and Perry. Oh, what are they doing? And Fizdale freaking out. It's going to be funny. All right, guys, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, it's going to be under an hour, Tass. I'm sorry. Mm. <laughs> uh, remember to uh, go well, download. Wait till my sign-off. It's going to be a while. <laughs> oh, it's going to take a while. Well, no, here's why it should be shorter, because you got to go back and check out yesterday's Beach Steppin podcast, our mailbag-only podcast. We had a lot of fun on that one. So make sure you go download download that one from yesterday. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at No Dunks Inc. Rate and review the No Dunks podcast on Apple. Five stars only, baby. And don't forget to check out the other shows on the Athletic Podcast Network. If you're not a member of The Athletic, you got to get in on the game. You can get all of our podcasts ad-free, plus the best sports writing in the world. Get 40% off your subscription today. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks. Tells them we sent you. Help us out a little bit. That's theathletic.com slash no dunks. Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And uh, just wanted to give a little bit of a head nod, some recognition to the great Michael Grange, who was winning sports writer of the year today at the uh, Sports Media Awards in the great country of Canada. Way to go, Grange. Brace the day, people. You could stay.